Welcome to Eat the Scroll Podcast, where our host, Prophetess Bridget Barnes, will inspire, stir our hearts, and provoke us into cultivating a delight for the Word of God and prayer. Her hope is that the listener's mind will begin to perceive both God's Word and prayer as vital necessities for their lives and receive His healing holistically as they grow into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Join us now for today's episode. Welcome to this episode of Eat the Scroll podcast. I am your host, Bridget Barnes. Come on and join in with me as we continue in the series on the word is a lamp unto my feet. This is part two. The subtitle today will be how can we live a pure life before the Lord? Some things to remember about this series taken from Psalm 119 is that the writer is unknown. This psalm is carefully constructed by following the 22 Hebraic alphabets in sequence. It is made up of 22 stanzas with eight verses in each stanza. Remember, when we finished this series, we would have completed 176 verses. My goal of these episodes is like the goal of the writer of this psalm, and that is that the reader and or the listener would come to value the word of God, would come to honor God even in a greater way, and come to increase a passionate delight in his powerful word or for his powerful word. He has many life nuggets. I know that we will receive both to impact our lives spiritually and naturally. I'm excited about taking this journey with you all and with great expectation that the Lord will speak to you and me today as he does when we seek him with all of our hearts, all of our souls, and with all of our minds. Proverbs 8 and 17, the ESV version says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. I love the intention intentionality that God is allowing these episodes to be used for our training in righteousness. Please don't take these verses lightly as we explore them. Pray that God will open your eyes to see in these verses what you have seen, what you have not seen or understood before. It is meant to build and edify you as you discover that his word is alive and is very relevant to our day. So let's get ready to eat as the table is prepared for spiritual nourishment. Our second stanza, Psalm 119, coming from verses 9 through 16, under the alphabet structure of Beth, of Vet, It's a numerical value of two. This Hebraic alphabet 
its meaning is connected to the word home or house and blessing. So let's get started. Psalm 119 verse 9, it says from the ESV version, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? This is a powerful and valid question, and it should be in the heart of every believer, especially those who are young chronologically and spiritually. As Prophet Haggai said to Zerubbabel in Haggai 1 and 7, simply, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider here means carefully pay attention to your ways, uh, carefully pay attention to your path or course of life in which you take and the actions you take. Take inventory on a heart level on what you are participating in, who you are hanging around, what you are putting your eyes and your hands and your ears to. Do this first if you haven't. The psalmist sounds as if he knew where he was and he was asking a question and seeking answers. Most of the time, when a person wants to continue living a certain way that is unpleasing to God, they won't pray or ask God, how can I change the way I am living? In the following verses, we will see uh, verses 10 through 16, we will see the answers that follows. Number one, we should focus on prioritizing the word of God as a proactive way of pursuing a life that is pleasing to our father who is in heaven. I love Psalm 25 and how the psalmist David asked God for help in teaching him his way or God's path so that he may follow. He also asked God to forgive him of the sins and transgressions of his youth, which if you and I who are a pupil of the Bible, you probably can think of a few recorded times that King David made some decisions that sinned against God but he would always run back to him for help. This is why he is known as a man after God's own heart. Psalm 25, four through seven ESV, it says it this way. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old, which is referring or putting some reference to him knowing that God is a God that's faithful to his covenant. He says in verse seven, remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Number two, we find answers to that question that the psalmist asked in verse 10. It says in the A portion, with my whole heart, I seek you. He sought God sincerely and sought his word to experience his cleansing power. 
Jesus prayed for us too, as he did the disciples that walk with him when he was on earth. In John 17 and 17, the Amplified Version says it this way. Jesus says, sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by what? The truth. And what is his truth? Your word is truth. Ephesians 5 and 26, the B portion of this verse, when it refers to or counsel a husband, how he is to love his wife like Christ loved his church. And it says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by what? The washing of water with the word. In verse 10, the B portion The psalmist petitions God. There is much wisdom in this short prayer. This is me paraphrasing according to him asking God to not let him wander from his commandments. He was saying, as I seek you, Lord, I need your help. I cannot do this apart from your involvement in my life. Please keep me from going astray. Keep me from erroring in my ways. Keep me from being deceived and even in my ignorance. Keep me from morally uh, displeasing you through disobeying your commandments. He is expressing his desire to be protected. He's expressing his desire for God's counsel. He says, show me the way. As in Psalm 25 and verse 4, cause me by your word to know your ways and stay true to them. Number three, we find an uh, an answer to the question in verse 11. The psalmist says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Storing the word in our hearts as we would store up things that we treasure or consider to be of great value. He's saying that I have memorized and pondered and meditated upon your word and I have placed them in my heart so that they they would keep be kept there to counsel me and influence me as I walk out my life. He knew the key to a pure life is a pure heart. Let's look at what Paul told his spiritual son, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 22. And I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version. And he tells him, shun youthful lust and flee from them and aim at. So he's telling him, get away from the things that does not please God and put your aim at as I continue to read, and pursue righteousness, all that is virtuous and good, right living, conformity to the will of God in thought, word, and deed. And he says, and aim at and pursue faith, love, and peace, harmony, and concord with others in fellowship with all Christians who call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. He's saying even hang with people that also pursue these things that I am encouraging you to pursue and they're doing it from a pure heart. 
Also, Proverbs 19 and 27 warns that in the New Living Translation, if you stop listening to instruction, my child, you will turn your back on knowledge. Number four, answer to help him answer the question. In verse 12, the psalmist now praises the Lord before he submits another petition. It reads, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statues. He's asking the Lord to help him to be faithful and loyal to him. He knew that God is and always faithful to his covenant that he has with his people. It's like he is asking the Lord to disciple him in his ways. To be a true disciple of Christ, we must be a follower of Christ. He was asking a serious thing, but not an impossible thing. This is what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 16 and 24. And we know it does cost something. True discipleship is costly. And verse 24 says, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, and it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interest, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living. And it extends even to go as far as and if needed be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Number five, verse 13, Psalm 119, 13, ESV says, with my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. Lips in the Greek can also mean in my speech. He's saying, I will declare, I will say, I will repeat, I will announce it. I will tell of your word and of your commandments and of your goodness, of your instructions and of your way. This reflects the devotion and dedication that the, that the psalmist desired what he was making to let God's way known to others always. This from the very beginning, God commanded Israel what is called in Hebrew the Shema, which means to hear something he said to them in order for them, uh, in order for it to be the foundation for them to continue to grow in what his commandments are, what his word is, his instructions, and to keep them before them on a daily basis he told them to daily declare this. It comes from Deuteronomy 6, starting at verse 4 and 7. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Then he continues to say, And these words that I command you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children so that that truth can go from one generation to the next. And look at, look at how he talks about 
the consistency and he, he admonishes them that this must be daily. He says, and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. The psalmist declared he would not stop telling of the word of God, of his commandments. He will keep repeating them daily. Number six, verses 14. And it says, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. In a celebratory tone, the psalmist makes a declaration in the sense of the value of God's instructions to him. As when you and I may have a treasured piece of gold or jewelry, when we get it appraised, the purpose of the appraisal is for them to declare a value on it, what it, what it is worth. Most times our excitement is connected to how valuable you now have come into the realization of that piece of, of gold or jewelry that you treasure is actually worth. The psalmist declared his delight. He said, I am pleased. He was saying, I take great pleasure and value in God's word, and it has made me happy. Having value. And having a value in the psalmist's heart, talking about God's precepts, his instructions, his commandments, his law was above all other treasures that exist, existed in his life. Proverbs 3 and 13 and 15 ESV says it, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and wisdom is trapped treasure. Wisdom is value above. Let's keep reading. And the one who gets understanding. So he's saying blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her talking about wisdom is better than gain from silver and her profit is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. And nothing you desire can compare with her. That's talking about the wisdom that comes from God that we gain through reading and meditating and pondering and applying his word to our lives. Proverbs 8 and 10 ESV says, take my instruction instead of silver. The wisdom is saying, hey, Take the thing that I'm suggesting to you that is much more valuable and cannot even compare to what many of us look at silver and gold, the things that are uh, uh, temporal, the things that are seen, the things that are from the earth that we count as valuable. He's saying, please, my instructions instead of what's temporal. And he says, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Not the 10 karat gold, but the 14 karat, 24 karat gold, that level. It says in verse 11, for wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire once again cannot compare with her. And we see in verse 15, um, number seven to help answer the psalmist's question. 
of how can he live a pure life. And it says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your way. This is talking about making a commitment to the spiritual discipline of the psalmist and every one of us as believers should commit or recommit ourselves to this, meditating on his precepts and fixing our eyes on his ways. When we seek his word, we take thoughtful attention to it because we now have come into the knowledge of its worth and its value of how it operates in our lives, how it brings increase, how it brings dividends, how it brings benefits into our lives, starting from the inside out. The psalmist closes the second stanza with the eighth help in answering his question with verse 16. He says, I will delight in your statues. He had established that in the previous verses that he has come to value at another degree what the word of God and how he needed it as necessity as we learned before. Hallelujah. That he was pleased. He was excited. He was rejoicing in that value above any riches or treasures that he had thus far. And nothing he know as he went farther that nothing will ever be able to compare to the word of God. But the second part of verse 16 says, the psalmist says, I will not forget your word. Reading and meditating and pondering on the word of God, even memorizing it, it must not continue to be a burden for us but a pleasure to us. Like the psalmist who made this pledge that he would not forget God's word tells us how acquainted we must become with it. Not just believing it, but shifting into knowing that it is true in our hearts, that it is a fresh love for the word of God, knowing it is connected in us increasing our love for God himself. This is powerful, simple, but powerful. I pray that it is encouraging you like it's encouraging me as we go through it. My closing comments before we pray. Some key points to help us keep our lives pure is number one, that we have a pure heart, but we need to also avoid sin Be intentional about it, knowing that we cannot do it apart from God, without God's help, without without knowing what to do, without allowing his word to come into our hearts. Believe that the Bible contains the mind of God, the condition of mankind, and is also showing us the way of salvation, which we only can get through his son, Jesus Christ, according to John 14 and 6. That Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Number three, commit to knowing the word of God by wisdom, revelation, and understanding. 
to treasure it above all riches. And lastly, put it in action and reap the endless benefits and blessings that affords us as readers of the word and also recipients into our heart of his holy word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we bless you and magnify you today. Hallelujah. Above all of our situations and circumstances and how we have cast our cares at your feet because we know you care for us. Whatever we brought before this this episode, hallelujah, we pray that the load is light now off of our shoulders because we have given it unto you. Every day we are rededicating our lives to become more in love with you and more in love with your word. We have come to know to love your word is to love you. Like you promised Joshua that if he would meditate and ponder upon your word both day and night, and if he would be careful to pay attention to it, to obey it, he would prosper and have good success. We want that for our lives. And no man, you promised him, would be able to stand against your people. No enemy coming against us will be able to stand. Even according to Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon formed. If we are careful to pay attention to his word and eat it, Day and night, meditate it, ponder it through the day because it's hidden in our hearts to guide us, to counsel us, hallelujah, and to influence our response. Father, we believe and stand upon your every word that comes from your mouth, knowing that it is true, it is pure, it is powerful. As Jesus told Satan, as he tempted your only begotten son, as he tempted God the son when he was in the wilderness. Matthew 4 and 4 tells us, but Jesus answered what was written in your word. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You promised in Isaiah 55, 11, hallelujah, that your word that goes out from your mouth, it shall not return to you empty. It shall, it shall accomplish uh, what you sent it to do and it shall prosper or succeed in the thing for which you sent it in our lives and over our lives and over our affairs and over our family, hallelujah, our families in our cities and the nations. Thank you that you have not left us alone. The promise of Holy Spirit has been given to us. And we say thank you, Father. We say thank you that you have, we have the spirit of truth in us to guide us into all truth. We say thank you that the teacher is here to lead us to the very depths of your heart, is unable to lie, is anointing us, is empowering us to accomplish what you have required of us to live out in the earth as it is in heaven. 
Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. So we say, teach us, Holy Spirit, according to the word of God. Comfort us, Holy Spirit. Lead us, Holy Spirit, and guide us. Hallelujah. As we wait patiently upon the Father to answer every one of our prayers. Don't allow us to pray amiss, as Jesus promised in his word, that if we abide in him and his word abide in us, we can ask whatever we desire and it will be done for us. Many times we have not because we ask you not, Father. So we will keep asking you. We will keep seeking you and we will keep knocking until we receive, until we find you every time, until every door is open for us. But Lord, help us to keep our heart cleansed so that our prayers are not hindered in any way, that we will not pray amiss. And as David cried out, we cry out today, create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. Help us overcome mm, our unbelief, any doubt that we may have in you, any double-mindedness, uh, lacking assurance in your word. We say help us uh, overcome that as we grow in your word, that it will produce more assurance and confidence and courage in our hearts, that we will continue to stand upon your word because we believe it to be the truth. So, Father, we are determined to not just be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word. For you promise if we would be doers and we would put your word into action through obedience, that we are blessed in our doing. And we thank you for every blessing. We thank you for every one of your promises found in your word that you said are yes and amen. So Father, I ask that you would cover and protect us. You will cover and protect everyone who will listen to this podcast. Breathe the fresh zeal over us and impart in our hearts an increasing desire and passion to read and to listen to you speak to us through your word. Give us all a greater portion of spiritual wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, a knowledge of who you are in a more profound way, and cultivate greater reverence of your presence, your majesty, your radiance, your glory, hallelujah, your weighty presence, your weighty glory, weighty glory, that accompanies the ponderance, the reading, the speaking out, the preaching, the teaching of your holy word. This is our prayer today. May you do exceedingly and super abundantly above what we have asked, what our thoughts may have been today and continue to be throughout the day, and even above what we have imagined. So, Father God, we know you heard us and that you are well able to answer our prayers. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big for you. Do it, Lord. Grant us our request. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.